I'm Ansonia with Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold, a podcast which will feature conversations with musicians, singers, songwriters, radio personalities, and historians of gospel music. You will hear conversations with featured guests telling their story in history, their contributions to the riches of gospel music, and where they see gospel music trends. We will have traditional, contemporary, neo-soul, and hip-hop gospel artists, and more. We look forward to bringing exciting shows and present great episodes to keep you coming back for more. Yes. a desire deep inside my heart place a green longing deep inside my bones ignite a fire deep inside my soul just for you And with me today is Irene Rock. Her style of music cuts across multiple genres to produce her signature sound as a Christian artist and a firm believer in the word of God. She also gave her life to Christ and has been involved in the choir from an early age. She most recently served as a youth pastor and worship leader at her local church in Maryland, where she developed her vocal and songwriting abilities. Her first album, Just For You, was released in 2018. Fire In My Veins, the first single from the album, has enjoyed international radio play and won her Best Songwriter Award at the 2019 ICFF in Orlando, Florida. Irene is back in the studio working on her second album with Grammy and Dove nominated producer, Billy Smiley. Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. Hey, Irene, how are you? Hi, thank you. (laughs) I am so excited to have you on the show because you are a, how can I say, growing artist in the United States. And tell us a little bit about your journey. My journey as an artist, right? Yes. Okay. Well, it's been it's been a blessing. God has been faithful. I started recording music back in 2017 um, to release the album that we had in 2018. But um, I grew up actually for the first few years of my life in Nigeria. Okay. And um, while I was back in Nigeria, I, I mean, I, I come from a very strong Christian family. My parents, both my parents are pastors um, and uh, they love music and they played wonderful Christian music in the home all the time. Um, so we weren't allowed to listen to non-Christian music, uh, secular music, at least in front of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, so because they knew that we couldn't listen to like the upbeat, uh, secular music, they always try to find Christian music that will fill that void for us. So, um, we got, grew up listening to all kinds of Christian music, okay, from gospel to worship, uh, music to contemporary Christian music to a little bit of, um, I can't remember what it was, like Southern gospel kind of vibe music. So we just, okay. We just listened to everything, really. So I grew up listening to CC Winans, BB went the Winans. Um, I was talking to my dad. I can't remember the name of the group right now. Different things like for him, DC Talk, Carmen, uh, Leon Patillo, um, 
so many different um Shirley Caesar. Everybody really we just listen to everything. Mm-hmm. Frankly, we just I just listen to everything, and that kind of like shaped my songwriting and what I liked, um, music wise. So I have that, but I have that background, and my mom is also a choir leader. So I was always in the choir, and even when I I couldn't like be in the adult choir, I was in their rehearsals listening to what they were doing with mm-hmm. my mom. So I grew up in that kind of that kind of atmosphere, and that um, instilled my love for music, for gospel music, for Christian music. And as I grew up, I, it was just something that I had. I never really like pursued it because. I don't know if you know about like African Nigerian families. The parents tend to push you into like academics very heavily. <laughs> oh, even though I liked music and I would write, I, I just didn't feel the confidence. I didn't have the confidence to share my writing with anyone because I just I it wasn't something that I thought that they would welcome or appreciate. I just not that they didn't not that they didn't love who I was. It just, I wasn't comfortable with it. And I was unsure too. There was nobody else around me doing that. So there was no one to mentor me or for me to look up to in that area. Anyways. So fast forward, I come to the United States for school and, um, the church that I went to that I'm attending still, um, I started teaching some of the songs that I had written, uh, to the choir. And that's how everything started for me. I started teaching them and then we started singing the worship songs in church and people started to ask me, Oh, can I listen to it at home? Do you have it recorded anywhere? And so those were the seeds that were planted for me that made me think, Oh, maybe, maybe this desire I have, maybe I should pay attention to because honestly I was suppressing it. I would Mm. not go to concerts. I would not go to any performances because every time I go, I feel so depressed because I always feel like I should be doing that. Mm. But yeah, I can do this. You can do this. And I'm, uh, and I'm like, how, um, how, how can this ever be? So I just never really allowed myself to go to that kind of space so that I never felt like guilty or sad. Uh, anyways, so I started teaching my church and people started asking. And so we, my husband and I decided, okay, maybe we should start recording some of these songs. And that's how our first album came about. Um, as I started recording, I started writing more, even more. And I started building my confidence. So it's been that kind of journey of me just finding myself, finding what, what I like to write, what, um, what I'm good at what style fits my voice better and things like that. And God is so faithful because honestly, it's just, I feel like it's me and the Holy Spirit, him teaching me how to do things, way, the way to go and bring mm-hmm. people that I need at every step of the way. Okay. That is, you know, I always say that's motivation from God when God gives you something and leads you. And it's so easy to get into the steps of what the Lord has put you Therefore, and you're following and leading in the direction that he is ushering you into. That's what I I believe. Mm-hmm. Now, when you say you write the music, do you write the instrumentation or do you write just the lyrics or do you write them both? So I what I write is I write the lyrics and I write the melodies. So the melody of the song and the arrangements and then I send it, or I work with producers that um, I feel like can bring what I have in my head <laughs> into into life. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's been awesome. Um, yeah, it's been awesome finding people that are like-minded, people that love the Lord, people that you know want to spread the gospel with music. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about style of music, mm-hmm. and you you think of the some people don't think of it in the sense mm-hmm. of the interpretation. I'll put it that way, because you talked about your Nigerian background, your family, and some people who are not familiar with the different cultures don't understand mm-hmm. what a style can become. Like I grew up in Chicago, which is the home of gospel music, and there is a style and when you listen to music in other areas, like when you you talked about Kirk Franklin, Kirk Franklin was down in Texas. There was a different style. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that you've said that you've encompassed your style. Talk a little bit more about that. Do you incorporate your Nigerian style in with your music? Yes, I, I definitely do. And I think for most people, it's even a little bit subconscious because they're not aware 
that they're incorporating like their style and the influences that they've had over the years um listening to other people and i mean and i think obviously it's part of god's design for us that we we use everything that he has put in us and the environment that he has placed us in to be able to create something uh, so that we don't sound like the next person mm-hmm. um but yeah definitely i think my, that my music is absolutely influenced by my nigerian um heritage for sure um like i even when i work with other uh, american producers they tell me to like that way i do things it's a little bit different um yeah i mean like i said it's not like i'm trying to it just happens um <laughs> it just happens and um um, I mean, like I said, now I'm beginning to even really discover myself in that way and really, um, what's the word, take advantage of of the style that I have and dwell and use it and make it even more pronounced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is wonderful because we hear so much, especially in the music industry, mm-hmm. how people want to shape someone to sound like someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll take it back to what you said you didn't listen to uh other anything other than Christian music. So I'll take it back to the choir sound. Mm-hmm. We had uh, choirs that sounded like the Thompson Community Choir. Have you heard of them? No. Uh, Milton Brunson. Uh, no, this was Milton Brunson and the Community Choir, Thompson oh. Community Choir. Okay. And there was a church called, well, there was a group. It wasn't a group. It was his church choir, which was Father Hayes. They had very distinct sounds, but then other choirs that would come along that wanted to sell records were trying to imitate these choirs. And I'll just use that as an example. So when you look at that and you talk about people, they sometimes producers Mm -hmm. want to change your style of how you sing and want to put you into a category. So from what I'm hearing, and I have listened to some of your music, I'm just going to say. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I can actually hear that. I can hear the authenticity of your background where without being overpowered with it because of the rhythms of the mm-hmm. music. And talk about that. Have you had struggles with someone that you wanted to work with and they're trying to change it from your native Sounds. I mean, the good thing is that I actually haven't worked with anyone who's tried to change me in that way because I think actually, I think unfortunately for me, I actually do not appreciate my sound that much or my like the difference that I had. Honestly, when I first started, I was just doing things from what I've been inspired by. I never really like dug deep to even figure out what, that's why I said that, um, that I'm, I, it's taking me time to actually discover what naturally comes to me and what, like who I am, who God has created me to be. It's taking me some time. Um, so when I started, I was, I was influenced by different things. So if you actually listen to my first album, you see, I think it's a little bit eclectic that I, cause it has different styles in there different things in there happening but i think over time i'm beginning to even find like what my niche is and that's a prayer that actually me my family everybody we've been praying about that i need to find my niche (laughs) which is so important for anyone really in anything that they do to find where you fit in um but i haven't worked with anyone that has that has kind of tried to make me be like anyone else. Actually, it's been the opposite. The people that have worked about actually have led me to even think more about what I'm supposed to be, what God has planned for me to be like. Because like right now I'm working on more Afrocentric music and um, and what actually spurred that was the people that I was working, that I was working with, they're like, Irene, why don't you dig deeper into your heritage and go in that direction? And my husband and I were thinking, I'm like, yeah, because honestly, at the, with everything that I've been doing, it's always been there, but I never really like focused on it. So, um, yeah, I think I, did I answer your question? <laughs> yes, you did. It is, you know, because I like the fact that you're putting your heritage into it and mm-hmm. giving us part of your heart 
because mm-hmm. you know, well, giving us a lot of your heart, because when you, when you experience that and you listen, you're not just listening to a regular song that is going on. You, there is some undertones of authenticity that comes through. And I'm listening because I was, when I was first introduced to you, I was like, it sounds like there's an accent, but I'm not sure what the accent is. And, and then I read on and I said, that's why I'm hearing what I'm hearing. I mean, it, I, I'm going to tell you, I am a fan. Oh, thank you, ma'am. <laughs> uh, your uh, PR company reached out to me and I said, I've never heard of her, but let me, let me investigate. Fantastic. I think it is wonderful. And I, I appreciate that you're allowing God to work through you and that people are reminding you to put yourself into it don't try to get you know a sound like someone else mm-hmm. and that can that can happen you know and i am so glad that you have not come across someone who wants to change you mm-hmm. be your authentic self and tell your story mm-hmm. and that's what we're looking for especially when you're talking about your relationship with god mm-hmm. and how you want to usher in the lord to people and working with that. Now you talk about also that you're a youth minister mm-hmm. and tell me a little bit about that and how that has encouraged, I'm sure you've encouraged some other young people. I hope so. Um, I, I believe so. I um, So my church, I, I go to a small church um, and actually I was thinking back about that. Uh, uh, I feel like I've always been going to ch- small churches on my <laughs> Um, so I go to the small church and, um, we, there are just a few of us and, um, I, I'm, I'm not a youth pastor because I, I'm not a pastor. Um, I didn't go to, uh, seminary school. Is that what it's called? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yes. So I did it, but it's just me filling a role in the church because my, my church is a small church. Um, but I've been able to work with, um, young people, teenagers, for a couple of years now and um really it's it gives me a sense of fulfillment that um that i can you know just guide people um guide and help parents understand what they're going through because a lot of the people in my church are uh immigrants parents are immigrants children are born here so there's that difference that the parents don't really understand i i started schooling here from college up so i have a little bit of the nigerian exposure and i have a little bit of the american exposure and i'm able to you know bridge that gap between the parents and just understand them more understand the teenagers more it's been it's been a blessing because it also allows me to really understand their point of view with music too because i listen to what they listen to and um we're like in the same kind of space <laughs> when it comes to music so yeah i think it benefits me because it also allows me to be able to even be stronger in my faith because for me to teach other people i need to know what i'm talking about you know i need to be convinced i need to be i need to be sure mm-hmm. you know yeah mm-hmm. one of my favorite uh passages is from isaiah where it says iron sharpens iron yes. and as you teach people you they grow and develop and in the interim you're also growing yes. and i believe that with your encouragement of young people because i'm i used to work with young people as well okay. with your encouragement with young people is that someone sees something in you that you don't see in yourself but then have maybe transfer that back to you where now that you're building up more confidence mm-hmm. and feeling that I am a developing work of God mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is that is fantastic I listen to the lyrics and they're so deep you know and I I'm like okay this is okay this is really nice <laughs> Thank you. So in that, when you work with young people, mm-hmm. have you actually just without music, mm-hmm. just spoken to them the lyrics that you've written for some of your songs? I haven't done that. <laughs> it's a good idea, actually. It's a great idea. I've never done that. Um, no. <laughs> hmm. It's a good idea, though. I don't know. I yeah, I don't know why I've never done that, but I I, I think I'm gonna have to do that. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. 
and yes. maybe even uh, have a workshop with the kids, mm -hmm. write lyrics or help write lyrics for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. is, you know, I always, I always like to utilize the young brain. That's true. <laughs> That's it. That's because true. it keeps them from getting in trouble. Exactly right. Was, exactly keeps them occupied. Yes. Yes. So when you talk about a small church, mm -hmm. and I know that you've recorded, mm -hmm. and when you won your award. Mm -hmm. Now, I know Orlando, Florida is a huge place because I've been there, been to a conference and they had thousands and thousands of people. Yeah. So tell me what ICFF or tell the audience what ICFF means. So ICFF is International Christian Film. So it's actually ICFMF, really, ideally. So it's International Christian Film and Music Festival. Okay. Yeah. How did you get involved with that? So that was actually, that was just God, really. Uh, so my husband signed me up for it without even telling me. <laughs> he just, I don't even know how he found out about it, to be honest. I never asked. But he signed me up for it. And um, I was in Florida. Actually, um, we were living in Florida at that point in time. So he signed me up and I was supposed to go and perform. And he lets me know, oh, you, they accepted your, um, your application and they, you're actually now nominated. I'm like, what, what is this? <laughs> so we got prepared and we went there. We had to go, we were living four hours away from Orlando. So we, that day we had to drive four hours there and come back that same night. Cause both of us, I had to be at work the next day. Mm. Okay. So we drive there, we perform, and then we meet this guy there. One of the judges, and that's how I met the producer, Billy Smiley. He was one of the judges on there and so i um i met i sang and then he he just introduced himself to me and he said oh he wanted to work with me and blah 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 and we didn't know who he was he just said who he was okay he, he was very approachable very humble like no airs about him he just spoke to us like normal person you know and after we met him we went and researched him i'm like oh my gosh this guy is legit okay let's see how we get <laughs> Let's see how we can do this, Lord. Thank you. So, I mean, obviously we prayed about it. And um, and and that's how we started talking. And then we worked it out to meet with him in Nashville. And, and that's how we got to work with him on two albums, actually. So, yeah. All right. Well, that is nice. That is so nice. Yes. You know, uh, husbands have a tendency to do things like that. And that... <laughs> That is great that you were able to. And then you went to Nashville. Now, what I wanted to get to is you you say you have a small church. Mm -hmm. How was that transition for you to get on stage and sing before thousands of people? Because like I said, the auditorium is huge. I've been there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the auditorium is huge. So how was that transition for you as, as an artist, as a worship leader? How did that happen? Man. I think that that's why I said that at the beginning that God has been the one, the Holy Spirit has really been helping me out because a lot of it, and I think that's how God works with most of us. He doesn't show us everything. He just like, there's such a huge element of faith in everything that we do with the Lord. Um, a lot of there was, there's now when I look back now and I think, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. Um, he just gives me like the boldness, honestly. I mean, I pray, we fast about it, we pray, and we are just praying that the Lord helps me. And I just go and I do it. It's, the confidence truly comes from God and um, just the Holy Spirit guiding me. I don't, because when I think back about it, some, some of the things that me and my husband have done, like even like the driving the four hours to and the four hours back and going to work the next day, like it was crazy. And we have kids. We have two boys. Like, I don't even know how we do some of this stuff. It's just by the grace of God, really, um, that we're just doing this. And God has always shown up. God has never left us stranded. He hasn't, like, left us to be, like, embarrassed and be put to shame. God has always been there for us. So, honestly, that's those are kind of the experiences that I have that I write about. When I have a song that will be coming out soon that talks about that, that, and I'll just share some of the lyrics. It says, you are my confidence. You are my second chance. You pick me, you pick me up, nurse me with love, help me to start again. Cause so many times I felt like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I think I've done it wrong, but God always keeps helping me start over. If I have to start over, he never leaves me stranded, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Well, that's a testimony in itself. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 
it's, and sometimes you never, you just never know where, where you're going to be or what's going to happen, but mm -hmm. you just went out there on faith, basically, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. you, and you think about it and you don't know, some of us, some people don't know their worth mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until too late, but yeah. you get these revelations from God. You get these notices from God that says you are worthy you know so and then you were able to minister others minister to others and able to really get your message across mm -hmm. and that is that's the point is getting your message across of what God has spoken to you mm -hmm. and being able to bring that out you know some people have uh, I was talking to someone earlier and they were like you know there's so many people that are in the cemetery that never got to tell their story so you think about think about that about the power that you have to tell your story through music <laughs> and we know that music is universal now I'm going to ask when I talk about the universal have you gotten responses from your family members or friends from Nigeria that have heard your music yeah yeah absolutely I mean I think it was a when I first started it was a shock because um, a lot of people didn't even know that I wrote anything, that I could write songs or that I really sang seriously. <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, like I said, I never really even like paid attention to those things until like I started really listening to what the Holy Spirit had been saying to me. And when I look back and I think about all the different ways God has been trying to get my attention to this matter, it took me trying. Okay. So I don't know if you know this about me. I am actually, I'm a, I'm a pediatric dentist. Okay. Okay. So I spent all this time pursuing my career and doing that. I mean, it's good. I'm, I'm grateful for it. And if I didn't do that, I never would have met my husband. Um, so I, I definitely believe that it's part of God's plan for my life. I just, but, but like I'm saying, like, I never really paid attention to, to that, the gift that God had given me for music. I never really paid attention to it. And so when I first started, people were just like, what, what, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I couldn't even tell people cause I was like, I don't even know if I want to tell you because you might think I'm like, what are you doing? Why? You have a good, like, why are you doing this? You know? And at that point in time, I couldn't even express, because you can't tell everybody what God is telling you. Right. Actually, you shouldn't, right? Exactly. Right. Some people would tear you down and tell you why it is never going to work. So um, I, I didn't have the confidence and I wasn't sure. And I wasn't giving any explanations. I was just doing what I felt God wanted me to do. Okay. Now that I've matured a little bit in it, um, I can now speak in confidence and say, Hey, this is God's plan for my life. This is what I believe, you know, mm -hmm. it's taken me some time to have that confidence. But when I first started, people were, a lot of people were shocked and surprised and pleasantly surprised. Thank God, um, about it. But yeah, <laughs> that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that interesting well you know the story in the bible where jesus could not minister in the town that he grew in mm -hmm. he had to step out of in order for his miracles to come oh, yes, to fruition yeah so you you think about that and and unfortunately i don't understand why we people um you know just people in general mm -hmm. why we're like that we just you know, we don't want to honor the people in their in the community. We don't think that they have a gift. And, you mm -hmm. know, and like you said, and, and some of them get snuffed out, unfortunately, because as you listen to the naysayers. Mm -hmm. And I am glad that you listen to God and let him bring you out, flourish you before you present it to others <laughs> if, if if that makes sense no it makes sense i totally understand what you're saying and i i i the holy spirit reminds me about that all the time because i've gone through times where i felt like i wasn't receiving support from like the people that that knew me or, or they didn't understand and they didn't get it and it was hard sometimes like it was just hard having to deal with that and having people that don't know me appreciate it more than the people that actually do know me. You know what? I, exactly what you said. And the Holy Spirit has reminded me multiple times about that, that, that Jesus had to leave there to be able to perform miracles because the unbelief was just too much, you know? 
Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I know that, like I said, I've listened and I'm like, man, you know, sometimes people will tell you, well, I can sing or I do this and mm -hmm. you listen and you're like, mm, mm. <laughs> but I mean, you can hear the richness in your voice Thank you. and hear the heart like i said you can hear the heart and, and sometimes people say how can you hear a heart you can hear the heart of someone someone that loves what they're doing now i'm going to ask you this crazy question uh -oh. okay. because i don't know okay. have you ever done a concert in your hometown no we're working on it though Okay. Okay. You know, now, when I talk about your hometown, I'm talking about where you grew up, where you mm. were born mm. okay. in Nigeria. No, I have not. I've not been to Nigeria in many years. Um, but I, I would love to right now. So many things are happening in Nigeria that it's not really safe to go down there, but hopefully when things, I would love to do it. It would be so amazing to do that. Yeah. Okay, well, cool. You know, I like dropping little nuggets and people, people like, that's a oh, good question. Let me think about that. <laughs> yes, but you can be dropping nuggets. Let me tell you <laughs> the thing about the lyrics. I am running with that nugget. That was awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, here's here's a, uh, a caveat. You know, we got Zoom. Mm -hmm. You can do a virtual concert in your town. You know, that's, that's just an idea. You know, you do a, if you do a concert in in Maryland where you are, mm -hmm. and you have a live stream going on while you're doing your concert. Wow, you're on two continents mm -hmm. at the same time, multiple times. Yeah, because we can even take it to other places too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. So I'm putting that in your I'm putting that in your your nest too. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You're so awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So I want you to tell me a little bit more about you. So you went to college. Mm -hmm. for dentistry mm -hmm. and the Lord was still talking to you and tugging at your heart talking about I need you to write these songs mm -hmm. I need you to sing praises mm -hmm. I need you to bring people to me mm -hmm. what was that talk about that because I, I know it had to be a struggle mm -hmm. uh, at that point or are you still doing dentistry as well so I am I am still doing dentistry I, I work part-time and um, I mean I enjoy doing it. <laughs> I enjoy doing it because I work with children. So um, I have a heart for that. And um, it's a way for me to make a difference in people's lives. So I definitely still do it. And um, but the the turning point for me when I really started to pay attention to what the Holy Spirit was telling me was when I had finished dental school, I was trying to get into residency to be able to become a pediatric dentist. So I was practicing and um, I was okay. I was happy. I was, I won't say I was happy, but I was, I was trying, I thought that me doing that residency would, was the next step. That was what I was going to do to, to be happy and be walking in what I thought was God's will for me, you know? So I applied to, I, and I was a good student. Um, I had good grades and everything. I applied to a bunch of schools and I would not get interviews and it's a very expensive and stressful process to be able to get to get into residency it's just I don't know if you know about it but it's very difficult and stressful because you have to travel to this di um, to different states and nobody's paying for that you're paying out of your money for that you have to travel you have to go through this application probably thousands of dollars and then travel again and then interview and stay in hotels and all this stuff. So I, I applied the first time. I didn't get any interviews, which was like shocking to me. Um, I know people that did not have grades as good as I did that got interviews. So I do understand that. Second time I applied, it didn't work out. Third time, second time, I think I got like one out of, and I applied to like maybe like 20, 15 schools and stuff wow. like that. So it was very, I could not understand. I started getting to like a very dark place because I, I, I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I have good grades. Is it because I'm black? I don't understand. Like I never really experienced that kind of, <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're in America. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> I never like really like, <sighs> so it was at that point in time, I started writing songs about stuff like that. I, those experiences, I started to put that into my songwriting. And, um, and then I started to 
So I started to pay attention to other things. I'm like, okay, maybe I should, let me start. I started leading worship, I started teaching. That's when it was at, at that point in time, I started teaching people in my church the songs. So everything was just working out together to make me realize, okay, maybe I should record because this, this residency thing is not working. You know, maybe this is a closed door. Maybe God is trying to tell me, maybe that's not what I want for you. Um, so I started writing and then I recorded the first album and after I recorded the first album is when I actually now got into the residency that door opened for me. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, that's why we moved to Florida. I moved to Florida to do my residency and that's why I, I we, everything we did was in short, we didn't have time to like really enjoy it. We were just do, working. I was in the middle of my residency and performing at different places. But like I said, when I look back, I'm like, how did we do this? It was all by the grace of God, you know, mm -hmm. doing all those things that we did. Recording, flying to Nashville, I was in the middle of residency doing that. Flying to Nashville, studying, studying for board exams, singing. We were doing all that stuff at the same time and uh, God saw us through. So mm -hmm. with God, all things are possible. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. most definitely. <laughs> yes. Well, see, that's a story to tell because somebody is sitting there trying to figure out how I'm trying to get this mm -hmm. and it's not coming. Mm -hmm. But I always say, stop and listen. A lot of people, some people used to think I was nuts when I would say this. Sometimes you have to be silent, sit silent and let the Lord talk to you. Yeah. And I like the Lord talked to you. I said, God talks to you in so many different ways. Sometimes yes. he speaks to you through your dreams. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he speaks to you through somebody walking past that you've never met before in your life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he speaks to you through things that you read. You can start reading something and like, man, and then you look somewhere else and it's, that's there too. And you look somewhere else and that's God speaking to you and speaking to your spirit and saying mm -hmm. what he wants you to do. So I'm taking from that, from what you just said is that God, Sure, he knows that you had the ability to do your schooling. He knew you had your ability, but he wanted you to stop and focus on your experience and write that down to create your song, create your music, because mm -hmm. he put that in your heart and put mm -hmm. that in your spirit. So that is just, I think that's dynamic. And for anyone who's listening mm -hmm. to the show, that if they think, well, things keep going wrong. Well, wait a minute, stop. And listen to what God has to say to you. Maybe mm -hmm. that's not the direction he has for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I think that is, I think it's wonderful because in, in doing so, when we follow the, the spirit of, when we follow what the Lord is, is giving us, he gives us so many different things that we, I didn't see that. I couldn't see that for myself. Like you said, you drove four hours one way to participate in this conference and there four hours to get back home. And then you, you forgot this part, had to get up, go to work, you know, get up on time, get to work on time. I'm telling you. And the kids, don't forget about I, them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. so that is, that is a wonderful experience that I hope that someone's listening and saying, Hey, maybe that's why I'm kind of going through the things that I'm going through. Yes. And I just, I appreciate the fact that you say you, you write the lyrics of your experience, which is like writing a book of your life. Mm -hmm. So in essence, when someone listens to your album, someone listens to your music, they're like, she's giving us a journal of her life mm -hmm. with God, mm -hmm. you know? So that is really nice. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Thank you very much. Now, I want to ask you, I, this is going to be an, an out-of-the-box question. Okay. And when you look at the young people in your church mm -hmm. and you think about the very first time your congregation heard you now did you teach the kids how to sing or the choir or did you just teach the congregation and singing your song oh this was like the entire church oh okay so it was congregational yes <laughs> so when you were singing and sharing that with the congregation 
Tell me about the experience of the people that you were looking, because I know you you kind of scan. I'm sure you scan everyone to see what, what their reaction was. Talk about that experience the very first time you shared, because you opened up your heart to people in a mm-hmm. way that you've never opened up before. So tell me about that experience. Well, I, I even remember the the hesitation, the fear, like I was just like so nervous to actually just share with the choir first before I even taught to everyone. Cause the choir, I first shared with the choir and then we all sang it together to the church. Um, I was just so unsure. <laughs> I was so nervous and like, but they were so graceful and, um, they were so graceful and they were just, they just accepted what I gave them, you know, nobody like made fun or question. Cause I don't know if, I don't know. Uh, do you, do you write music, Miss Smith? I have written music. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask like, um, sometimes if you, I don't know if you've ever had the experience where you share something with someone and instead of them just listening, they are telling you, oh, how you should do something better or why they, this is not, mm, that's, I don't like that. Maybe, <laughs> you know, sometimes people do that yes, and they don't they do mean any harm. Yeah. They don't mean any harm. They just think they're helping. No, they didn't do that. They just accepted it and they sang it. They, I guess they took the words. One of the first songs I ever taught them is Lord Most High. I remember that song. And, um, the the church the church the same way they just took it in and and they learned the song and i remember one of the other cong- one another person in the church that uh, took the song and sang it for when her her mother-in-law passed away and i would never forget that because that 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 touched me because she took my song mm. and she sang it when she was leading prayers for for like she sang it as a worship to God, not for me, obviously, to God. And it was one of those experiences that made me realize that honestly, it's not about me. It's about God trying to reach other people through mm-hmm. what he has given me. You know, sometimes we're so stuck in, I can't do this because what if they reject me? What if this, what if that? You need to take your the me out of it and remember that it's not just about you. There are so many people that need to hear what you have mm-hmm. and God has given you. God has given us all these different things, not just for ourselves, but for other people too. So, I mean, those are the experiences that keep me going when I realize that, that people are taking those, these songs and it's helping them through difficult times. Messages people send me on like on Facebook or Instagram saying, oh, this has lifted me up, this blah, blah, blah. Those kind of things encourage me and it keeps me focused because sometimes you get so distracted by, <laughs> by life, you know, and they go, I... I just need to be popular or I need, I need this, I need that. And you forget why you're doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Lift other people up and not really promote yourself. So, yeah. Okay. Wonderful. Yeah. I know I was, uh, I told someone once before the story of why I, I am a closet uh, musician. Okay. And that is because when I was a little girl mm-hmm. and I learned how to play classical music oh, and really? some people did not understand classical music. And I would go to church early and mm-hmm. the the uh, musician would let me practice on the grand piano. Mm-hmm. And of course, you're practicing. So what does that mean? You're going to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. The type of music that they're that people may hear is not going to sound like what they're originally listening for. And there were several adults that made comments to me as a kid that really made me withdraw mm-hmm. and you know, and, and it took that away from me, the, the enjoyment that I had out of trying to learn music and trying to play. So I do understand that people will make comments and this was written music that I'm, I'm playing. And Mm -hmm. if you're familiar with Bach, Beethoven, Chopin, Mm -hmm. the type of Mm -hmm. music that they play, there are certain parts that you have to, uh, so, you know, people can tear people down. I understand that. (laughs) Absolutely. Oh my goodness. I've definitely had that happen to me many times. And I mean, it's taking time to forgive because some, some of these people are people that, that you're going to see for the rest of your life, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? So, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I'm very careful with what I say to other people, because I can understand that your words can be very powerful. 
you don't know what you've said that could really kill someone's dream. Mm-hmm. If you don't have anything good to say, just keep quiet. You know, yeah, yeah. Just don't you don't have to say anything. You know, <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, who encouraged me, which is really interesting, to write a song? And I I wrote a couple of songs when I was in college, but they're nothing really major. But uh, I, my husband, we had a theater company. And we wanted to do a gospel musical. And he said, okay. I want you to write some music for the show. Okay. I said, what? He said, I want you to write some music for the show. So yes, I have written music. And uh, some things that I've written, nobody has ever heard other than me. So yes, it, and I can understand it is very hard when you, and I said, you know, it's like you open up your heart and you're inviting people into your, into your life. And then to have someone to say something like that, what does it do? It's going to close you up really Mm -hmm. quickly. So, Mm -hmm. you know, people who are listening, I would like you to tell them what your heart feels like when someone gives you that um, positive and when someone gives you the negative. But let's start with the negative first and then go to the positive because I want to end on the positive part. Yeah. I mean, what it feels like to receive a negative um, comment or review or um, opinion from people, especially if it's not constructive, <laughs> if it's not helping in any way, um, it's very, it, it is very painful. And it also, it might even carry more weight if it's from someone that you respect or love or look up to that could be very devastating um so it's happened i i and i look back at other people's experiences because i love to watch documentaries of other people's lives i just enjoy it so much and um, i haven't met anyone who's successful that has had a documentary ever say that no one has ever given them a bad comment Everybody has, there's always somebody who's going to think even the greatest thing in the world is not that great. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it happens to everyone. That's why I'm trying to get it. It happens to every single one of us. Okay. But the good thing is that there will always be people that see the value in what you have. Okay. Even if, and if you feel like you haven't met that person, the person is out there. Okay. Don't let that bring you down. The first person that sees the value obviously is God. God is the person that put that gift in you and mm-hmm. he gave it to you for a reason. There's value in the gift that God has given to you. God has not given you rubbish. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's value in it. And you're like what you said, uh, Miss Mir, that you are worthy. You are worthy of the, the gift that God has given you. And he's not just giving you a gift to go figure it out. He's there to help you with that gift too, to build you up and to see you through and bring the people that you need. So um, you will find the right people that will say the wonderful, say, constructive positive things that will help you don't let that tear you down any negative stuff that you hear because i still remember some of the negative stuff i've heard but i've heard way more positive than negative and i i dwell on those neg on those positives way more than i dwell on the negative um yeah and that's the goal of it the goal mm-hmm. of it is to dwell on the positives because mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes people even though you hear the negatives sometimes they're louder than the positives but you know we we need to turn that narrative around and have people focus more on the positives on what what is great and wonderful i am a part of toastmasters international and it's we speak and we give speeches and we do presentations and the like and part of a toastmasters meeting is that we give evaluations of the person that spoke Okay. And we constantly tell people you want to give them give people constructive criticism. You don't want to give them something that is negative to tear them down. So that what they call is a sandwich method is oh. you give a positive, you mm-hmm. give where you can give improvements, and then you expound on where the positives and that is helpful. And I think that people should think more on that. Okay, let me find something. If it's rather than saying something negative, let's talk about something that can help you enhance what you're doing at this point in time. Mm -hmm. So that there's something, you know, because people like to focus on on negatives. (laughs) Yes, it's true. It's true. And that's that's why I like to, um, I believe I've had a couple of people who were kind of, I'll say, skittish about 
coming on my show because they don't understand what it's about. I'm about positivity. And it says it in the in the word. It says, let's talk about gospel music gold because there is so much gold in gospel music. There's so much gold in music. And people forget, let's talk about the positive parts of this. And what, let's talk about the what, what uplifts. And we talk about this. And the main thing that you talk about, especially in your music, is that you are uplifting God. And I like the part where you said, I have to take me out of it mm-hmm. and put it into the hands of God. And that is that is fantastic. And talking to someone who may be a new artist or maybe an old artist, because sometimes the old artists forget that it's not about me. It is about God and what God has given me. And I like that authenticity in you, where you said that you allow the spirit of the Lord to work through you. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. Don't be calling me, ma'am. I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so used to doing that. My husband's always correcting me. Like, why do you do that? I don't even know. I'm just kidding. Oh. I'm just right. kidding because I know that in in most cultures, especially in the African-American cultures, you always address someone as ma'am or sir. Yeah. And yeah. it's it's more in the South region for us, mm-hmm. but in your native land, it is everywhere. You yeah. Know? So <laughs> I'm just joking mm-hmm. with you about that. I'm just joking about that. Okay. <laughs> so talk to me too. Now, let me ask you this. You okay. said you have two, two children. Okay. I, I have two, three. No, I have three, but go three. ahead. Three. <laughs> okay. You have three children. Okay. You said two boys. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you're around the house and you are preparing your music, mm-hmm. do you sing to them and then they start singing back? Yes. So we do me, that all the time. Tell me one of their favorite songs that they love to sing around the house with you. Mm, that's a good question. Well, hmm. Well, we we sing different things. You mean one of my like one of the songs that I've written that's their favorite or just Well, that know? or just in general. Oh. Um well, right now they're really into Lion King. They just watch like a musical <laughs> Lion King. And now we've watched that Lion King like I don't know how many times. We've been watching Lion King almost every day now. So, <laughs> so right now everybody loves uh my 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 middle child Christian just goes around shouting, Ah Tibia <laughs> You see Lion King, right? Have you seen the movie? Tell me, oh my God. Oh, have I? I have seen the movie. I have gone to the play. Oh, good. I was, uh, when my nephew was younger, we were at a family reunion in, in uh, Walt Disneyland. Okay. And you know, they do the parades. Mm-hmm. And they came through doing the Lion King and me and this lady standing next to me just broke out and just started just crying, boohoo crying. I think that is just a beautiful show. Oh my goodness. And then to see it live on stage. Oh Mm -hmm. oh my goodness. If you have, if you have the opportunity to take the kids to the live stage play, you know, Mm -hmm. am I giving them a plug? Maybe, (laughs) but if yeah, if you have a, if you have a chance to take them to the live stage play, of the Lion King. Oh my goodness. It is just, I love, um, I love stage theater. Okay. It is so, because it brings things so much to life. Life, yes. But actually the kids will, I'm sure, will really enjoy how they do the animation on stage. So, Oh really? Uh, so they still do that? I mean, I thought is, they were just like wearing the costumes and. Well, it does have costumes in it, but now I, when I'm talking about animation, it's more of the mechanical animation, oh, not okay. the not the video animation. Good animation, okay, okay. But okay. you can you will oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah. So right now it's just Lion King songs we've been singing. I'm going to be the mighty king. So, I don't know. So many things. We'll just be saying, yeah, because we're, we're thinking about Lion King right now. For the next one month, I think we're going to be on Lion King. <laughs> now, hey, well, yeah. here's a, another question for you. Okay. Do you think on any of your new cuts that will mm-hmm. be coming out, mm-hmm. will your children be singing background with you? Oh, that's a good question. I, I never really thought about that because they're pretty young. Um, but, um, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. 
I know one of my, my youngest child, she's one. I'm sure she would love to sing in something because that girl, any, like she loves music so much. And one of my new songs that I have, she's actually like already making like sounds with the, like singing with the melody of it, like making some mumbling sounds with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, uh, who was it that put their child on there? Uh, I think it was Beyonce put her child on Whitney. Um, and when we talk about, uh, I believe Karen Clark sheared, she started with her daughter, uh, coming out singing and actually gave her a section in there. So you never know, you know, put the You kids never know. on there. Yeah, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That's a wonderful idea. they would be so excited. <laughs> I know they would. They love going to the studio. They've been they've been to uh, a couple and uh one of my kids, Alex, at least my oldest, he's into music too. He plays the piano and he yeah, he would appreciate that for sure. Okay. Well, you never know. Hey, just throwing it out there. Thank you. You you're just so good with <laughs> all these nuggets. I love it. Love it. well, I always have so much stuff going through my head and, and many times. And I say, you know, really, sometimes I like to, especially when I talk to people, that's why I say, I like to have conversation, as opposed to making it seem like it's just a you know, a, a straight interview or something like that, because you never know what comes out and what develops in talking to someone. And I know someone wants to ask me, well, can you send me questions in advance? I'm like, questions? I don't know. <laughs> However it comes out, that's how we're going to do. So I enjoy it because it's more authentic and it, it really brings out the authentic you in the person and Yes. your personality because you get an opportunity to share with people in a way that not only through your music, but you also get to share in a way of your of speaking and how your personality is. So that is that's great and, and wonderful. <laughs> So I am going to throw it to you and ask you to tell my audience how they can get in contact with you and what is your what you're doing currently and if you have a future project. Okay, thank you. Well, so you can uh, follow me on all my on all social media platforms. I am on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. My name again is Irene Rock. So it's I R Y N E R C K, and um, I also have a YouTube channel, so you can subscribe and watch all my videos. We try as best as we can to make really nice videos, um, so that people can really um, enjoy the music too and um, receive everything that we can <laughs> can give you <laughs> um and uh yeah i have new music coming out right now i am doing music that is more like i said more afrocentric to highlight my heritage so i have a new song out actually it's titled story it talks about um about uh my upbringing a little bit it talks about how parents always told us about their lives and telling us stories of the old Nigeria and um, I hope it blesses you. I hope it gives you that nostalgic feel, feeling of like the past and the way things used to be, the good times. Um, so yeah, check that out. It's on YouTube and yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank my guest, Irene Rock, for participating in this segment on Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These Thank shows you. are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have. Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment. Also, If you have any suggestions for future guests you would like to hear on the show, send me an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk the number two gmg at gmail.com. You may also like and share this episode and subscribe to be alerted when the next episode is published. I am your host, Ansonia, saying, let's sing, let's shout, and tell of the great news through gospel music gold. Until the next episode, Take care and God bless.
This episode has been sponsored by Nelsie IT. The disaster has happened. We were all caught off guard March 2020. And in many cases, there is now a rebuilding process which must take place. How does this affect you as a church leader or a small business owner? With over 20 years of experience, we can help you create an emergency response and a business continuity plan for your church or your small business. We discuss methods of preparing for the next emergency or disaster. Here are a few things we can speak to you about for your church. How to continue communicating with your congregants without access to your physical location. How do members reach the leadership staff? What about church records? Are they safe and available? And here are a few things we will cover for a small business. Communicating with your customers and meeting their needs and or orders. Do you have a backup process to keep your business records safe? We can talk about technology, security, and record keeping. For more information, contact us at 708-762-3587. That's 708-762-3587. And we can discuss how you can feel more comfortable in creating a emergency response plan and or a business continuity plan.